This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez? What do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Good evening and welcome to the Ellen Vale podcast. It's Thursday. It's just about seven. Bez is having a little rustle around in the background. How are you doing, Bez? I'm all right. My headphones fell off. <laughs> Your headphones fell off. Yeah, they got caught in the settee and fell off. Because he's sat in his ruddy dressing gown. That was what was rustling, wasn't it? Well, I was concerned. Been for a but... run today. So I got home, had a bath, had my tea. What's the point in like, getting dressed to sit in the house on my own? Yeah, that's true. Made my yeah. woman comfortable. Yeah, I've been for my run. I've done my training for next week's Screw 10K. Oh, yeah. Johnny, are you doing it as well? Uh, I'm not, mate, no. I've had to pull no. out into, um, due to injury. <laughs> okay. Not going to delve any further into that one. <laughs> yeah. Are you going um, like, do we? 10k in Canada to just show solidarity. Yeah, why don't I just do that? Yeah, except for obviously I've got an issue as well now. So uh, yeah, we'll have to, you know, it's hard for me to rip into Johnny that much, isn't it? About his about his injuries when I've just moaned about mine before we started. And everyone's shoes back. Hey, <laughs> shoes back. It's been a while. It has, hasn't it? Yeah, you know well, it was. It's quite Christmas time. I think it was one about Forest Green, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. People have been listening at work. Somebody's found found out. Yeah, three of them listened in the car while they were driving around Vancouver the other week. (laughs) Uh, Listening to me swear about a football team. So they one of them's one of them's got some kind of search engine up on the podcast that if my name shows up on the on the description, then they uh, and then they listen to it. So That's, scary. I'm going to then Johnny, every podcast we do now, whether Stu's on or not, just put Stu in the description. <laughs> you get more listeners in Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll get three more listeners. 
Yeah. That, that'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll pop it in. And then the one who is not, the one who is on this time, I just won't put it in. Yeah. Like, Are you ever on? When you, when you, when you say something controversial, can you just leave me off it? <laughs> we never say anything controversial. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, some people would disagree, but there we go. Yeah. How are we, boys, anyway? Yeah, all right. I had a funny one this week at Wheel, let me tell you. Well, I've been out and about visiting brokers. Obviously, that's my job. And I was yeah. in where did, I was in York on Wednesday. And I'm chatting to the brokers. And we're going through criteria. And one of them just come up in conversation says, I've done a DNA test recently. And it shows I've got family in Poland, in the West Indies. You know, when you go through your family, you know, your DNA history. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, you know, I've always fancied doing that. And I have. I've never done it, but I have always fancied doing it. See, you know, what the roots are. And one of them turns around and says, I shouldn't bother. I can tell you now it's all from Stoke. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. Oh man, it's a good city as well, York. Get me yeah. back up the football league and get me into League One or the championship and then we can all hang out. Yeah, to, to be to be fair, I didn't get to see a lot of York. It was just work. Mm. Talking about seeing stuff, have you watched any movies this week? I have. I went last night to see 65. Okay, what's go on? Give us give us a clue. It's basically these people sixty-five million years ago land on Earth and it's run by the dinosaur you know, there's only dinosaurs on Earth. Okay. Crash land on Earth. They've got better technology than we have now. How that worked sixty-five million years ago, I don't know. And it was a load of shit and I walked out after forty minutes. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's not getting great reviews, is it? I don't know. Well, I haven't given it a proper review, but the podcast reviewers, unless you want to waste an hour hour and a half of your life, don't bother. Absolute pile of shite. Yeah, I'm just on Wikipedia. The website consensus reads, sodden sci-fi that somehow manages, finds a way to bungle Adam Driver, driver fighting dinosaurs. 65 is closer to zero. Oof. (laughs) Bit harsh. (laughs) No, I'd go with that say the being kind and oh, because he's, he's quite a good actor he is adam driver well, he might be, but the film was shite. yeah, yeah. And to be fair there was three other lads in the cinema that walked out before we did oh nice did you go with jamie did you is he back from glasgow he is back from glasgow but no we didn't go with jamie no it's probably for the best yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah you know, get him off the seal you know yeah i know jesus I know. yeah Dread to think how bad it is back in the UK with Scottish people like that at the moment. It's bad enough here with Irish people and within the Six Nations. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't seen him yet. He's coming round tomorrow night, so I'll see him tomorrow night. Oh, nice. There we go. As I say, put put, put a little caveat in that if if he mentions it, he has to get out. All right. Put it in there. Look, we're not talking about it. You can can say one thing about it and then go. Yeah. And for those that aren't, like aware of what we're talking about because sometimes we do just talk as though everybody knows everyone we know. Jamie Scottish and was there the other night in Hampton Park when Scotland beat Spain. So he'll be even more unbearable than he usually is. I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> you said that, not best. 
I'm four and a half thousand miles away, so I think it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But no, fair play, you know, it's, it's always nice when you see your team or your country do well and, you know, must have been a great night for the Scottish up there. Yeah. As I said, they'll still manage to screw it up and get knocked out by Georgia in November, won't they? So, yeah. Probably. But talking yeah. about international football, um, seen something that sparked a debate this week and I want your opinion on it, especially you, Stu, because obviously I know you followed England here, there and everywhere for a long time. Um, Kane obviously broke the the goal scoring record this this week, um, and there's a big debate going around on Kane versus Rooney, who's the better striker. So, Bez, where would you lay your hat if you had to? Depends what you're looking for, don't it? In a striker, if you're looking for a goal poacher, it's Harry Kane, without a shadow of a doubt. If you're looking for someone that will influence the game more further back and. Probably more technical abilities, Rooney. One of the arguments I've seen is Kane scored his goals against Georgia and San Marino and who have you. And yeah, he has. The problem is playing for a country like England, and this isn't a God, we're England, we're great. Let's be honest, we've won nothing since 1966. But when you're in qualifying campaigns, unfortunately, the way they're done is you'll have one, because we're always seeded, you'll have one decent side in, one okay side, and then a load of shit. So how can he score his goals against anyone else when that's who you're playing against? So I'm not having that as an argument. But I think if you look over time, Kane's won the golden boot at the World Cup. That's, again, you could argue who he scored against, but he's won the golden boot at the, golden, the, golden boot at the World Cup. Rooney has probably been more influential at tournaments for me. I.e. that one, or was it when he was 18, when he got sent off against Portugal? Or was yeah. it 20... You know, that one, if Rooney hadn't been sent off, I think we'd go on and win that tournament. So I think for me, to summarise, Harry Kane is a better striker goal scorer. Who would I prefer in my team? I think Wayne Rooney's going to influence the game more. So I'd go Rooney. And you obviously saw a lot of Rooney, didn't you, when when you were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For me, uh, you summed it up quite nicely, Bezeraz. Kane's a better striker, Rooney's a better footballer. Yeah, that's that's my opinion. Rooney isn't your out and out striker that's just going to play on the play on the last man, and you need that kind of guy. So I'd actually have Kane in my side over the top of sort of like Rooney, but because I like because I like a bit you know six foot odd striker to to be up top and be your focal point. But Rooney Rooney was amazing at times when you when you watched him uh, play for England. Um, I just, for me, <laughs> with him as well, it's always, I remember back to that Algeria game at the World Cup in 2010 when he's moaning at the camera at the end of the game that they're, uh, that the fans aren't getting behind him. Well, they were dreadful that tournament. And I know that on top of anything else because I was there for the entire thing. And yeah, I never really got over that with him. I still, and I, and I think injuries have played a big part in his, in his career. I think he could have been, you know, one of the best. But, yeah, injuries held him back in the end, didn't he? Where do you lie, Johnny? See, I'd, I'd have Kane. I'd, I've, I've never rated Rooney. And that sound, that's controversial. But I just I get that he's a good player. But I've never, I've never seen where he plays. Like, he's, he's, like yeah, you said, he's, a good striker. he's not a number 10. He, he's played out on the left a few times and stuff like that. It just... 
I, don't, I, think, I think with Rooney, you have to build a team around him and make everyone fit with him. Whereas Kane, you can plunk Kane in any Premier League side and he'll score you a goal. I know, I know we're not talking about like for like here, but Rooney reminds me a little bit of Dodsey in, mm. in the aspect of like, he's probably that number 10, any just playing behind the striker. That's probably his best position. But in order to do that, you've got to put your whole team, base your whole team around that. Now, for me, Rooney's probably good enough to do that. So you would do that. But yeah, I think just his legs went at the end, didn't he? And yes. I think some of the difference as well is this day and age, you take Harry Kane out that England side, have we got another striker that's even in the conversation of being world class? Because I don't think we have. In terms of like good world class players that we've got? Striker. Oh, striker. Striker, yeah. Uh, we've got world class players. Jude Ballingham, wow. Phil Foden, wow. And I know Foden hasn't really done it in England shirt yet, but I'm sure he will. Ballingham does it every time I, he pulls I never, under, I never understand how Mason Mount ends up playing for England. Eh, no, I don't. I like, don't. Just insane. But and Bellingham's probably one of the best players I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. But back age. in the day, what I'm getting at is Rooney up front. You've got at the start of his career, Michael Owen was still world class. Yeah. Fair to say. Emil Heskey. Heskey. That at trick in Germany. Well, no, well, we've got the Atrick and Jamie. We've got the Atrick. got one, yeah, I've got the other. Yeah, yeah. But Esky, I mean, I was there when Esky made his international debut. Yeah. It, if I remember right, it was against Argentina in 1998 at Wembley. It finished nil nil. Batistuta played for Argentina. Esky made his international debut for England, and he was untouchable that day. He was unbelievable. They couldn't vastly get under, vastly underrated. In my yeah. opinion, he's not, a, he's, not, he's, yeah, yeah, he's not a he's not a he's not a goal scorer, but he's a great player. Yeah, he's your foil empty. Yeah. So yeah, I think when Rooney was playing, I can't think what other strikers Rooney had at the time, but Rooney Crouch. had other world class strikers around Crouch. him. Crouch. Peter Crouch. Crouch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd describe him as world class, but he did a job. I'd describe him as world class. Peter Peter Crouch, especially for England, scored scored some vital goals. Yeah, but he played for them lot down the road. Yeah. <laughs> So did Michael Owen. Well, he barely played. He just took a wage. Well, yeah, Owen, did that Owen as well did that, that, that clips of him at Michael Owen soccer school and stuff like that. I've been belting uh, past a 12-year-old. He's so, 13. Like... <laughs> yeah, true. Great. If Rooney was mid-20s now and he was playing where Harry Kane's, you know, centre striker with... Then plays round him. I think Rooney breaks his own goal scoring record. See, I disagree because Do I don't think any of our midfield three are as good as Gerard was or as good as Lampard was. But are they Gerard and Lampard? I agree with you, but again, I don't think we're comparing like for like. I don't think Gerard and Lampard are going to be better than Gerard. I think, I think he went. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he's not at the minute when Harry Kane. No, uh, he's, he's getting up there. It's Bellingham is. He he looked untouchable in that game on Sunday. Yeah, but what I'm getting at is like you've got for me now you've got more cre- Gerard Lampard world class without a shadow of a doubt. But you've got more creative players now. I didn't class any of them as that creative. They were box to box midfielders that would score your goals, and they'd also defend. I don't think any of them had 
create a bit like Foden does. And I know Foden's young, so we, Kane hasn't had Foden all the time. He had Sterling, who was world class. I don't think he is anymore, but he was. Mm. Well, didn't Rooney, Rooney must have played a lot of his time with Sterling as well? So probably towards the end, he probably caught the end. But yeah, like I say, uh, for me, I'd pick Rooney, but I think Harry Kane's a better striker. Yeah. So it depends if you, if you ask him which is the better striker, it's Harry Kane. Which one would you prefer to have in your team, Wayne Rooney? I think for for me, Kane Kane edges it just because the petulant side of it. You you never know if Rooney's going to get himself sent off. As as you earlier said, yeah, we were storming in Portugal, and then he went and decided that he'd had enough and got himself sent off. Yeah. So, and I know Rooney hasn't been retired that long, but I think if Rooney's playing now. Is even more of a risk, the VAR yeah. era. Oh yeah, definitely now. So yeah, yeah I, I accept your points on that. See now he's getting on as a manager so far, which not started well, has it? No. Uh, well, he's, one of his first things was was to sign Benteke, so it was never going to go well, was it? No. I think they, oh wait, hold on. They've won a game. Won a game, drawn one, lost three. Ugh. Yeah. That's pretty bad in that league. I think he did all right at Derby, considering all the circumstances around it. To get them, did they get to the final day? Yeah. They, they, allocated with the point deduction. I think they were done just before that, weren't they? Were they but, just before? Yeah. But considering the point deduction there, I thought you can't argue with the job he did there. No, no. No, he did a good job with them, for and, sure. And you've got to say, he grew while he was there. He left twice the man he was when he joined. Yeah. Hey, is that kind of joke there? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. He put a bit of timber on, didn't he, Blasi? <laughs> uh, there we go. That's Dad Joke yeah. 1 of the pod. We're off, we're say, running. We're, we're off. Dad, Dad Joke 1. <laughs> well, um, so, we, earlier you were talking about the 10k run. I still haven't seen yes. it. Tom Amos's donation go in. For a missing nope. Sunday. Is Tom running it? Tom, he says, he, he yeah. said he was, as he was eating his multi Is it like pub to pub or something like that for Tom? Well, he's wow. been on a bottomless brunch on the Saturday, so. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And he's, well. Mr. Amos, his dad has said he will sponsor, but not till he's seen Tom suffer. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a, uh, a beautiful working relationship that those two have got together. It does, it does. But yes, you're right, Johnny. I haven't seen Tom's donation going as he didn't join us on Sunday. Yeah, so come on then. So come on, Thomas. We know, we know that you don't like paying your sponsorship on time, so at least pay this. Yeah, and then pay your sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, since the last pod, we've had donations from Matt Cartwidge, David Wilson, Damian Billington, Kerry Owen, Dominic Rushton, Tom Goldstraw, Mike O'Shea, Dave Hughes, Mickey B, G Griffith, Andy Fleming, cheers Andy, and Dave Wilcox. Thank you, everyone. We're now up to 675 quid, which I think is bloody That's fantastic. It. Really is. You guys have got so, some things going on here, haven't you? Yeah. So thank you very much. We will be putting it out again. The race is a week on Sunday. So for those that aren't running, get yourselves to crew, get your veil shirts on and give us a cheer. Those that are running, get yourselves to crew, get your veil shirt on and probably won't cheer. And if you haven't signed up yet, I saw for an AV time just day, there was less than 30 spaces left. So get yourselves over there and signed up. 
we don't expect anyone to well someone will win it but we don't expect to be anyone from the pod winning it we're doing it for charity share the link share it with family friends work colleagues neighbors pets whoever wants to donate and all donations greatly received and we're going be going towards the john rudge statue the race brought to you by abtiming.com tell bez is Oh, she's so, froze. He's froze. You can tell. You can tell Bez is something. Tell Bez has paused him. Yeah. <laughs> tell Bez has kicked him out. Yeah, yeah. You will but... not say whatever you were going to say, Stu. <laughs> of the you've had, hear us. You've had enough time on on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, Game. he's back. He's back. I'm back. What were you going to say? I said it's. You can tell you're back in selling mode at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of his job, isn't it? Tis part of your job. Um, yeah. Keeping on the controversial element, anyway, um, we've had a little chat in the group this week because the zone have bid for the football league rights and are looking to end the three pm blackout. So before we get into it, I just want a, a yes or no answer um, for, to this question, and we'll we'll dive in. So, Stu, removal of the three pm blackout, yes or no? Are you in favour? Just I'm, not in I'm not in No, I don't want to remove it. Nope. Bez? <sighs> if you asked me yesterday, it was a definite no. Today, wait, no. I'm going to stick with no. And as we get into it, I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm, with, you. I'm with you a little bit more on that. I've waned a little bit on it today, but yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I've listened to the Price of Football podcast today where the national league ceo i think he is was on there doing a talk about the national league etc and obviously they've started streaming games on saturday at three o'clock oh, have they yeah i believe so it doesn't count towards them well i'm sure that maybe i'm wrong but anyway they've definitely been doing some overseas stuff haven't they yeah and what i think they've been doing it in the uk as well but Double check, I could be wrong. But basically what he was saying is so far, and it is so far, that attendances have not suffered for it. However, they've made more money from streaming than they anticipated to, which means the clubs will be getting more money from it and money that they've never had before. So, mm. but to counterbalance that, and this is why I paused then, because I was thinking, you haven't got Premier League not, you know, you haven't got a blackout, you haven't got the blackout stopped on Premier League matches. So, yeah, for instance, if it's it, Saturday, yeah. 3 o'clock, Liverpool are playing Man United, are you going to get some people that go, actually, I'm going to stay at home and watch that? Well, that's the thing with me as well. Like, the more I've read into it, and I have done some reading about it in the last 24 hours, the amount of people have got a bent a hook up anyway to to watch, like, 3 o'clock games anyway means that you're only legalising what, some, something that's already illegal. Now, the big thing for me would be whether... People that currently pay for an illegal stream and then suddenly going to pay for a legal stream. There's a big question on that one because the price difference is probably going to be quite a lot. I mean, I pay about £150 a year to watch watch Vale Live on Saturday mornings. Is everybody going to pay 100 I think the zone's like £150 for, for 12 months. The zone's platform is amazing. Like cause we have the zone here. It's got Champions League, UEFA. It's got it's got all the it's got the England games on. It's it's got NFL, everything, darts, whatever you want. The platform's great. It works really well. So I've got no issues with 
going on the zone for that. And if somebody told me tomorrow I fall is finished, you know your games are going to be on the zone, I'd be like, that's good news. Uh, it's much easier to use. But the it's it's this 3 p.m. And I think, as I said in the group last night, I think that kids that start watching games and start watching games at 3 p.m. at home on a Saturday afternoon, there will be a drop-off. Not now, but maybe in 10, 15, 20 years' time, where the dad's decided, or the dad or the mum's decided that they're not going to the games anymore and they're just going to watch him home on TV. And the kid just started to go and stay at home and watch him. That kid's not going to make the leap to go into matches. And I think that's the bit that I have a problem with. I don't necessarily think it'll hit football in the short term, but I do think it's a long term problem. And we've got to stop thinking for, for, as a sport about trying to fix things just for the short term and think about the long-term uh, problems that come with a decision like this. I think Steve, Steve put a good point in that Spotify has almost stopped illegal streaming of music, hasn't it? Yep. Is, so is that? would you say that's because it's priced right? £10 a month is priced right for unlimited music, basically? From I, I would say that. It's price right for the consumer, but is it price right for the for the musician? Because the musician's not making any money off streaming, like no, unless not. you're yeah, or a fraction of what they made from selling uh, selling albums and CDs, like in the traditional sense that we used to have when we were growing up. And what they're doing instead is going on tour two hundred times a year, so they can sell you something else and sell you like an experience, and they're making money that way. So. Like, but that's only for people that really want to go to gigs, isn't it? Like, it's not, yeah, people that are true fans. Like, I don't go to a lot of a lot of gigs because uh, it's not, I'm not really that bothered. But, Johnny, you go to quite a lot, don't you? You know, would you say you're spending more or less money on music now than you than you were probably 20 years, 15 years ago? As I, I'm, I'm definitely spending more because I think you're looking now, your entry-level gigs are now 20 quid, where they used to be a, yeah. about a tenner. I remember you used to be able to go to the mill, watch. I think I, I remember taking George Yates actually to his first gig at the mill to see Hard Five. And yep. it was a tenner. And then I saw the other week that some some local bands were playing there and it was 15, 20 quid just for just for them. And I'm not saying I say just for them. That, that sounds obviously heartless. But, you know, like th th there's no substance behind them at the minute. Yeah. They're, they're, just, but, they're trying to make their way. And but everybody's trying to make a bit of money, aren't they? Like, yeah. And if you're not going to sell your music, then you're going to try and make money another way. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to, to do it. So I get it. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good point from Steve about that and how it reflects. But yeah, I do wonder if we lose money from there, whether ticket prices will go up for, for people going to games. Like, and they're bad enough already. What, what, I, what I do think would be kind of the perfect solution almost would be £10 a month for your team. So 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 that the money isn't being split around sort of you know you said does it dilute it like with Spotify? Yeah. If you paid if you if you paid £10 a month for Vale, say, and they knew they had 10,000 subscribers around the world, I don't know how many people obviously subscribe to iFollow abroad and stuff like that. But it's not as many as you think, I don't think. But yeah, 
But yeah, so, okay. So say we say we had four, five thousand, whatever. Because I'm sure that a lot of people would subscribe in the UK at that point. You'd kind of know where you know where your base was then. Yeah. And and then that'd be each team would get one. I'm not saying that 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 team then goes right. This is our base, so let's give them the funding based on them because you're just the richer getting richer then, aren't they? You, yeah. Wednesdays in the league, derbies and stuff like that. They're gonna get however many people doing it and it's it's done but i do think that way that you'd get a better ex better fan experience mm. but you'd well, be paying- about doubling doubling up the the tv rights package that they're selling aren't they sort of up to yeah. if they do this they'll sell it to 240 million instead of 119 i think at the moment so you're essentially saying that your money's going to double up at that point aren't you but yeah. you're going to get well, you're not getting that from the stream that you're selling at the moment, are you? So from that but respect, again, everybody's going to get a bit more money. It's whether that makes up for, like, and I like I, I stick with this. I don't think there'll be a big impact on like home fans deciding they're going to stay home and watch the game and not go to the match instead of purchasing a match ticket. Probably some there will be an impact on away fans going. Yeah, but the, but again, if that money doubles to me the distribution model needs looking at because I, I think I saw something where at the moment from the Sky TV package championship clubs get I think it was 6 million each then you drop to League 1 that was about 600 grand then League 2 was about 300 grand no, isn't, and it, th- yeah, isn't it 85 it, I think this ties in with your numbers I'm pretty sure it's 85, 10, 5 isn't it? Yeah, so, something like that now how can clubs make the jump from League One to the Championship when that club's been getting that much more than your League One. And this is where the regulators come in to try and what they're saying is smooth the cliff edges. Yeah. But I don't think they will. Like, even in the EFL, like, the greediest ones are the ones at the top and they only care yeah. about themselves. And so they're not going to be interested in changing it. And they're not about doing a joint deal, Premier League, in football league all together and selling all the rights as one part and sharing all the money out but like even then the money's like it's that that share is going to come down for 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 the football league and that just really wasn't what this was all about in the first place the premier league it was on about yeah the other ones get richer but we're still going to look after you and make it sure it's a fair league and that's not what's that's not what has happened is it no. well, again on the price of football they were saying originally when the premier league formed in 93 they were looking at selling all the rights as one package and they were going to give the football league 25 percent of the whole rights so yeah. the premier league 75 now of the premier league package and i get it isn't one package about 15 percent goes to the football league yeah, yeah. They're, the arguing, fo- they're arguing over it aren't they yeah the football yeah. league are pushing for 20 percent yeah, and the Premier League are dragging their heels on it. Yeah, it's like I said, it's just rich people being rich, isn't it? Yeah, and that's modern life for you. That's the modern world we live in. It certainly is. I do think it'll be interesting though to see how, to see how it does affect because I'm sure Carol said it was like 500k in League Two and 600k in League, in in League One. So I, I think the jump was even less than you think the the TV right. money. Um, I thought she said three and six. To be fair, I, I, I'm convinced it wasn't it wasn't that that pretty. 
But what what I do think needs to happen is with whatever, like if it is one where everything's streamed, this at this point obviously doesn't count. But I do think that every team should have one televised game a season. Yeah, because I'm sick of seeing the same five championship clubs on TV in in, in a rotation, and then when when there isn't, they'll throw your, your big boys on in in League One. Well, I don't think there will be a TV. There won't be a TV rights thing in the same way. There won't be a game on Sky on Saturday night or whatever. Every game will be on on this platform, same as it is, yeah. like same as Premier League is over here. And, and if that's the case, then that's that. That obviously, like I say, that doesn't count. But I think if if Sky did pull the finger out or whoever pulled, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, got, yeah, got a package mean. together. I think they need to com- commit more to sharing the sort of the, the sharing the airwaves as well. Yeah. We we saw when it first happened, Salford were on TV whenever they had chance because of who they're owned by. And then, and let's be honest, next season in League Two, Wrexham will probably get more TV time than anybody in League One. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course will. you know, I saw they announced uh, Rex, the United game in yeah. uh, San Diego yesterday. I mean, yeah, Rex me, but honestly, you're into. I get all the time. You're into football, aren't you? Have you watched the Wrexham thing on Disney? Like everybody over here has watched the Wrexham thing. Mm. Like everybody. And well, that, that 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 one game, that one game's going to set them up for financial fair play for the whole season. Yeah, that's so uh, I think it holds sixty something thousand at San Diego Stadium. Now they've put, you know, it's probably an eighty twenty split on on United versus Wrexham or whatever. Probably even worse than that. But like, still going to do them pretty. You know, they're going to pay Paul Mullins wages for a few weeks off that, aren't they? Well, let, let, let's be fair. All's 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 are happen is they'll have they'll have a pop up store or two, won't they, with Wrexham shirts? They'll sell they'll sell a shit ton of them because, like you like you've just said about the documentary. They'll sell yeah. a shit ton of them. They'll... They'll put Reynolds on the back. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And like, it's. I think that's the other thing. Like, you can't you can't knock Wrexham for what for what they're doing because we, it's a dream for everyone in to get a rich owner come in and go and ha- and have that sort of trust. But it's also I'm sick to death of reading this fairy tale story about them. Because yeah. oh, no, it's not, it's not like yeah, they they they've got players on ten five ten grand a week, haven't they? So it's not a yeah. fairy tale story against Sheffield United. I'm not having that. Um, but he's not really put like I think they've put like an initial amount in. But somebody told me the other day that that Netflix documentary made him like four million pound or something like that. So like they just, the t- they just use their connections to to generate income for him. Which is yeah. which is good. Like that's kind of what you want somebody to do, isn't it? So yeah. like they're not. You don't want you want you. I would. I love the fact that Vale feel sustainable. Like maybe maybe they're putting some money in at the moment, but like the idea is that at some point Vale gets sustainable. And like Wrexham have done it in a year because of who they've got owners, who they've got as owners, and that's awesome too. Like I'm I'm really got any beef with them, but just yeah. It's just a bit nauseating sometimes about, you know, that there's some kind of underdogs when they're not. Yeah, well, the, well, the, the, spon- the shirt sponsor TikTok is in, one that in that two million a season or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, just... and they're selling everybody, selling every great email, which is, yeah. you know, great for that level. And they'll come up and they'll, you know, you haven't got fifteen hundred people turning up, uh, not bothered like self at Salford. 
you've got ten thousand people turning up to watch Wrexham every yeah. week, and 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 like Wrexham, like you could argue Wrexham's quite a similar town to Burton, couldn't you? And like the, that's that's what there is in 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 Wrexham, the football club, and that's pretty much it. And like, yep, and so For they're me, get behind it. Wrexham are a football league club. Yeah, yeah. They, are. they have been out the football league for however many years, but. Growing up, Wrexham were a football league club. Wrexham were a similar sized club to the Vale. Yeah. Vale and Wrexham was a bit of a heated rivalry. Yeah. Always was. And for me, Wrexham should be in the football league. As you say, we all look at Wrexham probably with a bit of envy because we all wish it was our club that had got these Hollywood owners that were bringing money in, that were paying League One wages. You wouldn't want me in the conference, but paying League One wages in the conference. We'd all love that BR club, and anyone that says they wouldn't, it's probably lying. And yeah. I include Chef Wednesday fans in that, I include Ipswich fans in that. They take that. Of course they would. Now, Wrexham should be a League One club. We all look with a bit of a jealous eye, but they should be in the Football League. But talking yeah. about Football League, did you both see that someone had done a... They'd looked at the history of football and put each league club where they would be ranked over the last 100 years, something like that. And did you see where Vale would be? I'm going to say comfortably in the middle of League One. Johnny? Yeah, I would have put us bottom end League One over the last 100 years. 12th and League One. Yeah. Yeah. Which for me, when people have always said, oh, Vale or a championship club, that's where Vale should be. No, when we were in the championship, we were punching above his weight. And there's no reason we can't punch above his weight and go there again. This isn't me saying we shouldn't get there. Of course, we aim to get there. I've always said Vale feels like a mid-table League One club. And when yeah. you have good seasons, you can push into the championship. If you have bad seasons, you can drop into League Two. I went and had a look. Somebody asked me the other week, like, since I've been alive, Vale have been in League One more than any other league. Like, it's it's tight on League Two versus the championship. But there's, like, yeah. And now we're back in League One again, and that's really where we should be. And yeah, I think I think Vale are a League One team. And if you're doing well, you're pushing up into the Championship. And if you're not, then you're you and you're doing badly. Then you look like you should be going down into, or you should be fighting against relegation into League Two. You shouldn't be spending six, seven years in League Two if you're Vale. And that's been quite obvious when we've gone down to that level as well. Is that we were a pretty big club down at that level? Yeah, we are. We're a big deal, like not Bradford or like a couple of other clubs, uh, clubs like that. But we're we're a good sized club at that level. Yeah. And there we go. So that's that. That's them two little little tidbits sorted. Um, yeah, I mean we managed to get onto Wrexham as well, didn't we? So I mean, yeah. like, you know that should like, get that in the. Uh, in the uh, byline of the uh, of the, this week's episode, and uh, should get some more listeners. Yeah, just start tagging Wrexham and everything as well. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, if you have go. a listen, do you want pop on? Yeah, but I don't see him. I, I'm usually around the corner from where he grew up, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, I haven't seen him about for a bit. No, <laughs> he's in Wrexham all the time now, isn't he? He's not. Yeah, he is. He's bloody there at the weekend, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Good on him. Good on him. I've got no beef with him. I think he's good There's been some news come out of the club today. No. Uh, yeah. So, Lawn Street is becoming cashless. Um, it's caused a bit of a stir, shall we say. 
Um, yeah. So much so that somebody has actually referred to them as being a dictatorship. It's, it's caused that much of a stir. Oh, yeah. We're heading down the North Korean route to Basel, are we? Yeah. Um, but I don't... I, I, maybe because I'm a bit younger um, and whatnot, but I don't get this obsession with, like, cash. Like, I don't... I, I don't... Bez, you obviously work in the sort of money element in terms of selling mortgages and stuff like that. So you might know, and Stu, you you might know as well. But I don't. I can tell you why people like cash if you tell if you want me to. But uh, I just just don't get the addiction. No, well, some people still get paid in cash, don't they? Yeah, for for the odd way, so they like spending the money that way. But and yeah. But one of the things that people will say at the moment, especially after conspiracy theories in the last few years or so, is that this is all to do with uh, governments wanting people to keep keep their money in banks and use credit cards and debit cards to pay for everything. So if anything really truly ever happens, then they can basically block you, block you spending your money and dictate how you spend your money. So that's the theory. I'm not saying I don't agree with that at all, but that's why people... There's a lot of conspiracy theories about that, about keeping your money in the bank, which is ridiculous. But like that's some part of the reason, isn't it? Uh, I think it's I think uh, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, doing cash uh, cashless. I pay for that. I can't remember really the last time I had any cash. Yeah, a lot of away grounds we go to now are cashless, aren't they? And I get the older generation perhaps prefer cash they like to pay with cash. They do feel as though, and this isn't even the older generation, there's a few in every generation that, as you say, do feel as though it's Big Brother's watching you and we can see what you're spending on, we can track you and we can, I get that, that's what some people think. I'm not buying it myself, but I do get it. The, the best part about that is the people that are thinking it's insane it's a, are posting it on their mobile phones, the yeah. biggest tracker of them all. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So it, I'm with it's you. just, that, that, that thing will never fly with me, that... Like you're posting on your mobile phone, which you've got your location turned on. It's whatever you do, you you, you have a conversation with your mate, you turn up on Facebook and it's like, oh look, this you spoke about loft conversions earlier, and you'll be spammed with that. So like, it's if you if you don't want to get tracked, I suggest you throw all your technology away and go and live in the woods somewhere. Like yeah. there's absolutely no way. Like but what the outcome of being tracked like this, I know we're going deep into this one here, is that they can, companies can use that information to sell you stuff. But just don't read the bloody adverts then. Like, it's easy enough, isn't it? Like, and do you know what? Let's talk about the positives of going cashless. You get your queue down quicker because people have just got tapped the card, so you haven't got to keep messing about with money. They all haven't got them worry about collecting all the cash, taking it to the bank, etc. It's just done instantly. So you're probably saving a little bit of money on wages, but also on time. So I can see the positive for it. I do sympathise. Some people prefer cash. If I ref, I get paid in cash, and that's probably the only time I've got cash on me now. Apart from that, I go contactless. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what you just said about the cash side of it as well? Then this just this has just come to me. Is it is it are Vail guaranteed to get 100% of the money then? I'm not saying, it, but, you know. Yeah, they're paying a, paying a fee for running running the system through. Yeah, you they're, will pay they'll a be fee. Getting, 
they'll be getting 97% of whatever anybody's paid. So they're actually getting less money. Yeah. But, so, and that, is a, that is another argument for cash. The cash but, stays in society then and you're not paying bank fees, etc. But you not have anybody upstairs counting the money later. Yeah. Well, that this this is what I was just about to ask is is that ninety seven percent offset by like you just said you haven't got someone running the bank you haven't got the risk of a fake twenty being slipped in or whatever oh, yeah like, that, and you haven't got the risk of someone so, charging wrong yeah well, or giving the wrong all, change you know for my world like checks cash I hate them like I'd rather I'd rather just have the money money in a reconciled report that I get on a daily basis. And that just makes my life easier. So yeah, I yeah, checks and cash are gone for me. Like, uh, and from a business perspective, you want you just want the money in your bank without having to count it or anything like that. Like, you just then you don't you don't need as many people to to do to do those jobs. So I get it. Like, and I understand people's frustration for not being able to accept cash. But like, this is the way things are going. It is. It's the way the world's going. And I did see that Vale put on there, and you know, I've seen a few people laughing at it about cash as one of the biggest carriers of James, etc. It actually is. Vale shouldn't have put it on there because that's not a reason to go cashless. <laughs> it's not at all. But it's it is it is, on there. it is correct and what they're saying, but cash has been passed around for years and years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a bit of a daft one. It yeah. was a daft one to put on, in all fairness, but it is technically correct. Yeah, they've been a bit silly with that bit. Like, I'm not knocking them, but like, I think I think it probably is the right decision for the club. I understand, but are these the same people? I know it's a different stand, but are we talking about the same people that uh, about the bike cars, Hamill Road thing? I know I'm gonna annoy somebody there, but yeah, yeah. It's... But one thing they'll have got to get right is make sure that this cash system doesn't crash because we know at the start of the season Johnny and the paddock where it was we can pay contactless and then all of a sudden no you've got to pay cash because the contactless isn't working and make sure you've got enough pies yeah because at this point like your system should be able to tell you how many pies you sell on a particular week so you should be able to order order the right amount of pies every Saturday yeah (laughs) yeah no that 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 is something that you've got to get right and like you say Bez the you don't want 20 minutes before kickoff a message going around going, oh, please bring money because the, the Wi-Fi is down again or you can't sell stuff. Yeah. But the Wi-Fi is, like, terrible in every single stadium that you've ever seen, haven't you? So, right. Yeah, and for those that say Vale sorted, it's not Vale sorted, it's the amount of people that are on the technology at the time. Yeah. You, and the, you, you, you can go in the middle of London, such as when the Queen was lying in state. And people who were there will tell you that they couldn't get signal or anything. And that's not because London isn't geared for people having signal. It's because the amount of people that were there using it at the time. Yeah, yeah. But that just shows you that they haven't got enough bandwidth on the on the Wi-Fi system, for instance. Yes. Because uh, like, if you go to an NFL stadium here uh, in America and you switch onto the Wi-Fi, it works absolutely fine. And there's 70,000 people in the stadium. So, yeah. So, it, but it's about whether you want to invest in that kind of area. Which True, actually. If they want to run a cashless, if they want to run a cashless stadium, it probably is the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. The year before COVID, I was over in New York for WrestleMania. That was in New York at this big stadium. MSG. 
Oh no, you were at uh, the, uh, no. the Giants Stadium, weren't you? That's it. Yeah, MSG. We were there for Raw, SmackDown, and the Hall of Fame. But that was good. But talking about WrestleMania, Johnny, you're all geared up for the weekend. Oh, I'm indeed. I'm indeed. All what you doing? Staying up or watching it the next morning? Staying up, I think. Oh no, I'll watch it next morning. I can't do the staying up. I can't. It knacks yeah. me body clock. I'll stop up the Saturday night and then I'll make my decision on how I feel. That's gone. Yeah, good card, Stu. Who are you backing? Yeah, Hulk Hogan, I think. I think he's yeah. definitely got a chance this time. Yeah. It's like he's going to slam Andre, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think he's... Uh, isn't he fighting Yokozuna? Is that right? Yeah. Y- Yokozuna's dad, Stu. <laughs> oh, no. Don't break it to me like that, man. <laughs> he died in the UK, Yokozuna did. Do you know what? I think I remember that now. And then I've just been horrible, haven't I? So, yeah, yeah. He, had not, he had an heart attack. He was yeah. 600 and some pounds. It was a big blow. So I, I brought him up and I knew he was dead anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's, looks good for me, that. Rest, let, in, rest in peace, Yoko. Yeah, RIP, Yoko. Not Yoko Ono. Excuse me. That, 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 that's Yoko Zuna, not Yoko Ono. <laughs> anyone. It's just... It, it, it's thought that it, it yeah. Breaking you might. news. <laughs> she she might have passed during the night, and if she has, then rest in peace, Yoko Ono as well. But you know, yeah. listen, yeah. I've gone out and forth. Check that before. Let me just yeah, just check. I'll be on here. No, I'm, not, I'm not seeing anything. That's all right. I was going to say we'd have to arrange <laughs> many to applause at Saturday's game. Yeah, yeah God, uh, only seven this week, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> but. On a positive note, <laughs> like, let's, let's, on a let's positive move. note, she's still alive. Still alive. Yeah. But Vail oh, have, we okay now. There we go. Vale have released some other news this week. Yeah. Um, the Junior Valiance has been re rebranded, and they've they've obviously looked at the feedback and looked at the fact that let's be honest, the majority of people aren't using the season tickets as intended. Um, me included, and I'm sure you as well, Stu. Yeah, yeah, no, she's used it more than me, though. So, uh, then I've been. She's been twice this year, my daughter, and I've only been once. So, uh, but yeah, she has got a season ticket because so, she's got the membership. But yeah, uh, it looks like the new new version suits us a bit better. Yeah, that's it. So, it's, it's now being rebranded as Team Valiant. Um, and they're looking at three, three levels of it. So, Baby Valiant, Mini Valiant, and Teen Valiant. Um, it'll be 30 quid. You get the rest of the home shirt still. It says exclusive access, um, all areas training session. And it said this the last two years, and it's never happened. So um, that's it. I'll believe it when I see it. Moment. Yeah. Um, I'm still, I'm still waiting for that from from the last, from this year and last year. So I'll be up to three. And then it says, I will, I will say though that my daughter got a birthday card, and from the club. And even though uh, the card was signed upside down, it was still had all the team signatures on it, and uh, it's her favourite card. And was it this? Was it this Sorry, was it the, the current squad's one? Because yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, Wazza signs his name Wazza. So <laughs> there, we there we go. But yeah, it, two dedicated first team player signing sessions as well, and some other bits and pieces that they're going to add and. A name through, and then you've also got the the benefit of the free season ticket still um, in the Hamel, which is going to be the family end, and then it's an extra thirty. You're to apply for that, then. Yeah, you, I think you have to say at the time of what? 
Yeah. Yeah. Which I think I think's right because you yeah. should be because then people like me that George isn't going to use it. It is for another probably eighteen months before we give him a bash. But for the paddock and, and other areas, it's thirty quid for up to four kids. So it's a it's less it's just over a pound a game for if you've got one. But then obviously it come it comes rattling down very quickly if you've got more. And obviously the majority of families are what have got two, haven't they? The majority. Yeah. It's, it's um, two point four, isn't it? Yeah, something like that, isn't it? So Which, two normal sized kids and then one that's sort of sized like I was when I was a kid. <laughs> no one's that small, Stu. <laughs> But yeah, Bez, is is your brother mentioned anything of it? Because obviously he's gonna he's gonna fall into that category, isn't he, with his with his kids? Yes, the eldest will definitely have a season ticket, and they are moving to the Amel. So yeah. we have one that the youngest they'll probably get a season ticket for because he goes probably ten ten home games a season. Right, but he only goes when he has to because he doesn't really like football. Fair enough. He goes when there's no one to look after him, which obviously mum is a work at Johnny's bar. Me and my dad are at the Vale. If my brother yeah. and his wife are at the Vale, then there's no one to look after. So we ask yeah. her. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they'll be having it. They'll be moving to Thingy. But I'll be honest, I don't really look at it because it doesn't affect me because I'm single with no kids. Um, yeah. How close have you got to disowning that uh, nephew that you've got there? Lucas. It's getting there. He's still, I tell you what, he's Man United mad. He's Vale mad. Oh, no, not that one. I meant the other one. The one that doesn't like going. Oh, no, he's funny, he is. <laughs> yeah. He has funny ears. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's, it tells you what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that must be must be rough for you at the moment. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 he's a redhead and he's got a redhead temperament. Yeah. So you can't tell him no. He tells you what he thinks. I think I said on here the other week when I went round and my dad was babysitting. And I says to dad, you go get your tea, I'll watch him because I've had my tea. And as my dad's leaving, he goes, Grandad, where are you going? And my dad says, I'm going to get my tea. He says, well, if you're going, who's meant to be looking after me then? He says, your uncle dad's looking after you. He says, you're not leaving me with him, are you? He's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're getting abused by kids and everything. I know. Well. Yeah. Sounds about right, though. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um. So, Stu, we'll, we'll, ask, we'll ask you the question because um, we're just before the preview and I, I've, I've said I'm going to mix it up and when we're including it, so Jamie has to listen to it all. Brought to you by Johnny's Bar. Yeah, brought to you by Johnny's Bar. It's beer of the week. So, what are you drinking at the minute, Stu? Do you know what? I'm off beer. You're off? Okay. I'm off oh. beer. John, I've just had a phone call off Johnny. He's yeah. just uh, removed his sponsorship from the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a personal thing. I I, I went down to uh, scheme for the weekend and ended up in sort of like a German German town that's uh, in the middle of sort of like in the, in the middle of this state in Washington Washington State. And it was it was a lot of fun, but there was a lot of beer drinking, and beer doesn't really agree with me anymore. So I'm having a few weeks off it. I'm still having a couple of drinks. I've got these lovely um, tequila cocktails. Uh, in a can called Olay's, a lovely like mango chili flavour. I'm enjoying those. I'm enjoying those. Look at that mango chili flavour cocktails. Oh yeah, yeah. I could Beautiful. have a go with that. To be fair, 
Yeah, I'll bring some over when I come over at Christmas. Yeah. Well, there we go. Well, we, we, we can start, we can celebrate Christmas with some mango chili cocktails. Bring some yeah. round. I'll put some wood on the log, Bernie. I can give you a good kicking on FIFA then. I'm better now. <laughs> not going to happen, is it? No, probably not, but still, yeah. we can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you two? Bez, what, what, have you, what, what are you thinking for the weekend in Johnny's? Johnny is going to bring and cancel his sponsorship. I'm off the aisle at the moment. Because oh, <laughs> you're, you're training for the 10K though, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I weighed no, but... in Monday morning and I'm on a diet now. I want to lose a stone in the next eight weeks. Okay. So I've got my starting weight Monday morning. I shall update you next week on how weight well, was in your pocket. That, that'll help you out. Should have done, but I didn't. So yeah, I am. I'm not off. I'm not on a diet. That's wrong. I'm being making healthier choices. So if yes. I want to be, and I should still have one, but I'm making healthier choices. So you'd this have well, it, well, you'd have fuzzy duck, wouldn't you, or whatever it's a up duck. A up duck, yeah. You'd a up duck. Have that, oh, I'd always have a fine tray up duck down Johnny's are. So yeah. Oh yeah, I love a jar pole. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm on. So I'm making healthier choices at the moment. So if anybody sees me at Vale on Saturday with a pie or a hot dog, you don't just take a picture. Come and take it off me. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, I'll come stand next to you and eat the food that you pick up if you want. I just, I just want to hear that Johnny's walked past you on Saturday and just seen you with a pie and just absolutely slapped it out of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I am. I'm being good at the moment. Um, I've ran three times this week. I ran Monday, Tuesday, and today. Yes, nice. a bath a bath doesn't count. Oh, hey! I'm running tomorrow as well, so I've done three miles every day. So yeah, get. I'm the training hasn't gone as wanted for the crew ten k. So I've said I'm run for four weeks because my chest. But I'll get round, and that's the aim. Get round, and all of us will get round and wait for each other at the end. Johnny stood on the finishing line. I will. I'll be, I'll be stood on the finishing line with some. Um, I've been told I've got to bring the Maltesers. That's all right. And, and I want a veil flag. I want you waving a veil flag on the finishing line. I'm going to have to get them. I'll try, I'll try to get one of them. Yeah. Someone, someone will have one somewhere. Yeah. So don't let us down, Johnny. What's your beard of the week? Um. So. I what 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 are we thinking? What what day is it? It's it's Thursday, isn't it? Which means we'll be heading down to Burslem on Saturday because it's Man City Liverpool as the early kickoff. Yes, it is. So we'll be getting in to play some darts and watch that. Um. So what what will they have? Yeah. So to be fair, they they, they have Colin Colin Black Fruits on. So that's nice. It's very very sweet compared to. Um, dark fruit cider, so it goes down a lot, a lot easier. It's not as it's not as fizzy. Um, so yeah, that that'll be that'll be Saturday's tipple. Nice. So there we go. That, that's brought, brought to you by Johnny's Bar. He is back open today, so get yourselves down there today. Well, you won't listen to this; it'll be shut by the time you've. So Friday, Saturday will be open before the veil and after the veil, and during the veil, if veil's that bad that you decide to leave early. Yeah, always did about in pint of Guinness, I thought. Yeah, his Guinness is very good, to be fair, if you go and ask for the Guinness. And obviously, for me, it's the A-Up Duck. I love the A-Up Duck. Yeah, there you go. 
So, moving on to the actual game now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not. I know none of us want to talk about it. Um, but yeah, it's Cambridge at home. Um, they're pretty shit at the minute. But before we concentrate on them, let's talk about the referee for the weekend. So, Tom Reeves is the referee. Um, because saw somebody comment on Vale's post, why well, don't need to talk about how many games he's refed and such and when he last refed us? We'll do it for him. 31 games this season, 104 yellow cards given, four red cards. So, feels very card happy. <coughs> averaging three, three and a bit yellows a game. Um, last... Last season was the last time he refed us, and he refed us three times, you know. Oh. A 2-0 win versus Hartlepool, a 1-1 draw against Forest Green Rovers, and a 1-0 victory away at Exeter on the, the last day of the season. Uh. So he's the ref in them three games, so we're undefeated in his tenure as referee. And none of them games are striking me as going, God, the ref was bad that day. No, probably because probably we didn't lose, but... Probably. But yeah, um, he's he's the referee. He's the man in the middle. So three games he's refed, we were undefeated. So let's hopefully we can make it four out of four for him. Yeah, you're just cursed that one, haven't you? Yeah, that's why I've, that's why I told you that. I like cursing Next things. Time, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we when we lose, you can blame me. Yeah. Um, and we're looking for the double over. Someone have we done the double over? Anyone? Yeah. No, I can, they keep mentioning it on uh, on the radio, don't they? So hold on. Uh, no, we we had the last chance we had at Burton Albion against Burton the other week, and we didn't take it. We, did, we so, don't talk about that, Stu. Yeah, yeah, for good reason. It was dreadful. Um, yeah, they haven't they haven't won since well they won once since or twice since Christmas, Boxing Day in the eighteenth of February. To be fair, we had a we had a won much more since then. Four, four we've got since then. So, yeah. Do you know what I think? No. Were you going to tell me? I am. I think we're due a good home performance. I can't remember the last good home performance we put in. I know we've won, like, the MK Dons we beat at home. It wasn't a good performance. We're due a good home performance. Yeah, Yeah. we're due a good performance at home. I really think we are. Because I can't remember the last... In fact, have we had a good... Derby. Maybe Derby. And we lost. But at least it was a good home performance. Yeah. I thought we played well at Portsmouth on Saturday. I, th- I enjoyed that. Did you miss the part where I said home performance? I know, but yeah, no, but I'm just trying to say, like, I think we are playing all right, actually. Yeah, really. Portsmouth, Bolton, the way we played well. It's when he gets it wrong that it doesn't it doesn't gel very well. He's getting it wrong at home a little bit, isn't he? So, yeah. Would you a home performance for me? Hmm. So these, these are going to make it to Audible, aren't they? Because they're fighting for everything. Now, aren't these getting are these second bottom now? Second yeah, bottom. They're, they're in big trouble. Yeah, they're getting cut adrift a little bit, aren't they? They're well, seven points off, off getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, out of the last five games, them, Oxford and Accrington have all got one point. So it's Cambridge the, was only against Morecambe as well, you know. Yeah. So. So it's against someone around them almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think looking looking at their results, like like Stu, you just they've actually won one this side of Christmas. 
and that was against Oxford. Yep. So that, that's the one that they've won. They've talking about to... Oxford. Happy birthday, Matty Taylor, thirty-three today. Yeah, happy birthday, Matty. Um, sure, but yeah, sure he's listening. Obviously, what else? Friday. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think right here, right now, starting eleven wise. Would you make any changes from Saturday, Bez? One, and I feel harsh. You're going to drop Sammy, aren't you? Yeah, and I feel harsh. But I think if Will Forrester is fit, he's a recognised yeah. centre-half, whereas Forrester, uh, Forrester, Robinson, for me, although he did well, isn't a recognised centre-half. So, yeah, I feel harsh. feel harsh. I do feel harsh. But for me, if Will Forrester's fit, Forrester comes back in. It's very strange here that we've actually ended up in this situation where we are playing wing-backs at centre-half anyway, isn't it? I know we've got a few injuries, but we kind of brought it on ourselves at the same time, haven't we? And, you know, you've got Derek Agyakwa, who I thought was unfair, unfair the other week uh, against Burton that he got so much grief and uh, Donnelly seemed to get away scot-free from being crap. So I think, yeah, for me... Like, just shows you some of the mistakes I think we've made with the with the with the squad building this year that we we haven't quite got it right. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. I think the the fact that we look at look at the squad and we are playing square pegs and round holes. I think across the park really. Yeah, proves that we're we're probably sixty percent there with recruitment because I think. Personnel-wise, the majority of the players have been good, but we just we, we just haven't balanced it hundred percent correctly. So that's Don, Donnelly's not a centre half, is he? I don't think he got sold to us as a centre half when he came in. He was a left wing back, wasn't he? He's ended what? up playing left centre half. Yeah, their fans seem to say he was a left back, so that that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why would you sign a left back? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really get it. I, I'll be honest, he hadn't really impressed me. Like, I'm not falling over myself to think that we should sign him next season. Um, feels a bit um, Lewis Cassie, should we say, in terms of signing. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much with you there. I think, like, like, like I said on the last pod, I would, if we signed him permanently, I'd be, I'd be okay with it as a player to develop. It looks like there's a footballer in there. Um, it's just going to take him till he's about probably 2021 before we see the best out of him, which isn't a bad thing. Um, at the end of the day, he's 18, isn't he? So there's... Yeah. I, yeah, and he's got a couple of years to develop. I mean, Will Forrester, for me, has probably been one of the signings of the season in terms of sort of like just what potential he has. And he's 21. You've got Donnelly at 19. But Will Forrester is way ahead of like Cass. And Cass is 23. Like, yeah, I think there's been some strange signings. I think we'll rectify some of this in the summer. But just because there's been a lot of interesting moves that we've made this year, like Gavin Massey, for instance, I don't think politic, not sure about that one either, really. Um, we've, we've just ended up with a lot of like square pegs in round holes, as you said earlier. 
And I think like we should commit to something. If we're going to go and play three five two, then we should sign players to play three five two and make sure that we've got enough backup players to go into that. And when you look at it, sometimes we just seem to be a bit befuddled in the lineup. Like there's just players that are out of position all over the place, like you said. I just yeah, I just find it a bit strange. I don't think we know what we are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I think I think because of it, it seems it seems like he's gone back to three five two now, and I don't know if that's because we've got two fit strikers or for whatever other reason. But we did this last season, didn't we? We, we started three five two, we then went three four three for a bit, and it was absolutely disastrous. And then went back to three five two, and it looked better. That's what's happened this season. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Like it's like a carbon copy, except for we're just not quite as strong compared to the other teams this year as we were as we were last year. So yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with that either if during the times that we're three five two, Massey and Politic were on the wings, for example. Yeah. That that wasn't happening because of obviously different reasons and stuff like that. So I think if we if we're going in with the idea of being a little unpredictable and having two formations, let's make sure the players we sign can't will yeah. play in their proper positions when we do that. But yeah, I mean, if you have a look through the squad for the season and you just have a look at who's played games for us, there are some weird signings in here. Like genuinely, I, like I know a few of them haven't worked out and stuff, but a few of them are just like, why? Why on earth do we do that? I don't understand that kind of kind of move. So, yeah, I think a lot to be thought about. Like if you've got if you've got a director of football, then that director of football should be giving guidance and strategy. Like, it, there should be some thought process behind the whole thing. And I just don't think there is at this stage. I get, I, I get that. I, I, can, I can tell, obviously, that I think personnel-wise, I'll stand by personnel-wise, that 60% of the signings have been good. Yep. I think... The problem is the ones that haven't been have probably been catastrophic. Um, and four of them have been in goal. So you kind we of... Signed, we signed seven players permanently in in August, in July and August. And I would say three of them have worked out well. So I'd say Funso has been a good signing, been injured, yeah. but he looks a good player when he's been on the pitch. Will Forrester looks fantastic. I think he's got a great future with us. And now Ellis Harrison. And then you've got Rory Alden, Derek Agyakwa, Gavin Massey and Lewis Cass. I don't mind Cass. I think Cass was looking decent before he got injured. Um, He's having his best run of games. Yeah. Then you go to the the loans and you go Thierry Small, Jack Stevens, Mippo. Butterworth, Politic, McCarran, Donnelly, Matty Taylor. Like you've got a few that have worked out there. But like just just for an interesting one, Daniel Danny Butterworth. Like he looks like a really good player, but I don't think he fits with us. I don't I don't see where he like if you're gonna play two up front, maybe, but he, he's sort of the one that sits off a little bit off the striker. So you kind of he, he reminds me done it twice today, reminds me a bit of Dodsey. In that, in that kind of player. And do we want that? Is that what we want? I don't know. I honestly don't understand what we're, what we're after. So, 
and this this theory that like we we're a team and our strategy is to win the next game is great but also doesn't leave you a lot when you don't win as many games does it like because your strategy looks forward at that point um yeah yeah i'm kind of in that phase like i think we've done all right i'm not unhappy with like maybe i'd probably prefer four or five more points at this stage but um and i think we probably earned them over the season but also at the same time like i don't really know like what the future strategy is do you do you guys being a bit closer to it i think cards i think the club keep them cards to the chest don't they and it's it's going to be an interesting summer. I, we don't know who's actually out of contract. For all we know, four players could have signed new contracts during the, during the season, and we don't know. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. But I just, yeah, I think that's, I'm struggling with that a little bit. Like, from a, from a perspective of being quite far away, you watch your games, but, like, I think we'd be, we're best when we when we high press and we actually press on their defender, press on their defenders and not let them have a load of time on the ball and break quickly. I think that's how, how we play best, but we don't do that all the time. Even at home, we don't do that all the time. And I get that he likes to change it up and move it about and play, play different systems and play different tactics. But also to understand that you're good at something, you're good at something and it's okay to, to do something that you're good at as well. Yeah, no, I, I I see where you're coming from, and I I do think that you you look at I know this isn't a fair comparison maybe, but you look at the top sides; they're not cons- consistently changing what they're doing to suit everyone else, are they? No, so. uh, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't tweak to move along, but we move our side around a lot, don't we? Like. <laughs> We like when it's Saturday, Tuesday, you can have four or five changes on a Tuesday night. Now, are they not fit enough to go and play two games in a week? Mm-mm. That's be a good question for me. Like, he, I think that they've got something wrong somewhere because they went and did the preseason, and like the preseason actually didn't work out too badly because we started okay, didn't we? Really, when it all came down to it, one two out of the first five. So you can't say that the preseason was a bad move, but. We we've used this excuse, or you, we were using the excuse that we'd only had two weeks off, weren't we, before we had to bring the players back in for pre-season, and so the sports scientists are going to determine when players are fit or not, and they seem to have been urged on this, erred on the side of cautiousness with this, but also don't seem to have like, like that doesn't seem to have solved the injury problems. Like we still seem to have had plenty of injuries this year. In all fairness, you're on about the sports scientists and that. And on um, BBC Radio Stokes Vale podcast this week, Mark Richards was on. Yep. And him and Yates are talking about, like, back in the day when they were at Vale, on a Monday, you were itching train. Whether you'd won or lost, you were itching train. You wanted to get out on the training pitch and that. And he's saying now, because obviously he's a coach, is in Northampton still? I don't think yeah. he actually said on the pod. But, yeah, because he's saying, like, on a Monday, if a player's ran 500 yards more than they were planned to, they don't train on a Monday because the body's got recovery. And it's all the sports scientists. And players aren't itching get out there anymore. And he's saying that's the modern... So I can't imagine Ben Garrity falls into that. I imagine Garrity, you just 
wind him up like an energizer bunny and off he goes. But he's saying that sports science is very controlled. Says, and he struggles with that from even his time playing to coaching now. And it isn't a long time ago. He's saying sports science is changing it massively. Yeah, yeah. But I just think from my perspective is like players play play well when they play games regularly. And I think like there's been a lot of switches this year. That's, there has, that's but recently, the last five games or so, Boris had a We haven't been playing side. Tuesday. We haven't been playing no, Tuesday haven't. nights as much though, have we? No, but for me, we've put more consistent performances together. You know, Portsmouth's in that, Bolton's in that. But yeah. shite. Which is why I wouldn't make that many changes this weekend. You could argue if he's fit, does Ben Garrity go straight back in the lineup? I think for how long he's been out, he's probably on the bench and bring him on with half hour go. Yeah, I mean, I would stick probably with that side that started the game on on Saturday. Even if Forrester's fit enough. Uh, sorry, yeah, if Forrester's fit, then he comes in for Robinson. I mean, Robinson's the natural heir for for Wasser, isn't he? So yeah. yeah. So you've just got to let that play out. You try and give Wazza maybe a one-year deal in, in the summer, and if he if he rejects it because he's got a two-year deal for the same money elsewhere, then you can't really knock him, can you? And, you? and you have to change tack a bit. But Sammy Robinson, if he just holds on a little bit, can play play uh, play it right wing back for us, can't he, for, for the next five years? Mm. Well, so. hopefully not for the next five years, because hopefully he develops into the player that he's got the potential to, and we got some money. You sell him on for, for a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. yeah. And you pay, pay off a bit to Man City, presumably. Yeah. Because that'll <laughs> really make a difference for them. Yeah. Sorry, I've been rambling, but I just had to get a bit of stuff off my chest about how we played this year. <laughs> that, that, that's what that's, that's, yeah, the bear, bear, bear. That's what you're yeah. here for. You ramble. Yeah. You yeah. ramble. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. But, like, yeah, just. Generally, a bit frustrated, but I, I can kind of see where we're going in in some aspects. I just want us to be a bit more consistent. Yes, my my thing is, and I think what I've said quite a lot is, I want to see us be a bit more ruthless as well. I think that's I think we 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 are we're we're a bit too nice. Yeah, well, you but, can definitely put that on us. Have you seen that the um, the Charlton managers come out and, and spoke about the dickhead test though this week? No. Um, yeah, he's actually referred to it as the dickhead test as well. All right. Okay. Go so, on. Is this the Hull- same Charlton that gave Ryan Ennis a contract? Yeah, but he he's, he's, he wasn't the manager that gave no, him the contract. I was just going to say, granted, it was a different manager. Yeah. This is this is ex Stoke assistant Dean. Is it Dean Holden? Oh yeah. And if anyone speaks to Ryan Ennis, I didn't call him a dickhead. Because <laughs> he will eat you. Oh yeah, he's a big lad. Well, yeah, um, he he's 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 basically quite come out and said that in the summer they will be they they will be screening players to see if they're a dickhead or not, and that that he actually used them words. So what? maybe this seems like this is obviously I know it's Clarky spoken about it, but maybe this seems to be a new a new thing now coming through that they're looking for the person behind the player as well and people are going to have to look at attitude a bit more and in all fairness when you listen to podcasts like under the cosh players that go on when they talk about the seasons that they got promoted in that they all say close-knit squad close-knit squad you know we all got on we all went out drinking together we all 
you never hear anyone going on going, oh, that squad was really successful, but there was rivalries in the squad. We hated each other. They yeah, talk well. about, and I get, because things are going well, you're going to get on better. I get that. But you do always get the, when it's a close-knit squad day, the ones that generally do well. And if anyone's listened to this week's Danny Nardiello was on this week's Under the Cosh. It was a good lesson, and he did talk about playing under Flickcroft at Berry. He wasn't that complimentary, was he? No, he wasn't very complimentary at all, Flickcroft. Interesting. You, you, say, you say that about that, but don't York and Cole hate each other? Was it York, or was it... Uh, no, it was Sheringham, Sheringham and Cole, wasn't wanted, it? Yeah, Sheringham, Sheringham and Cole, yeah. yeah. I knew, it was a, I knew it was a successful United strike force, so yeah, kind of dispels that theory, doesn't it? Then? Yeah. No, but I think you can still have a good team ethic without having with people that are, don't get on. Like not everybody gets on at work and stuff, do they? And still manage to work it through. And if you all work, find a way to work well together. But. Yeah, I totally agree that the best sides tend to be sides uh, where you've got your character right, haven't you? And you've got your you've got your you've got your people in place that can push them forward. You don't need twenty five leaders in the room because that's an absolute disaster. But you need to have good people in the room in order to have successful. And you can probably bypass having a better quality player if you've got twenty two players that are all pulling in the same direction. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there is there is like team team ethic is massive and for for performance, especially for smaller sides as well. I think if you can get the team ethic right, you can you can achieve more if you're running through brick walls for each other, can't you? Yeah, yeah. But, I agree. These look crap anyway. That's. I'm just going yeah. to say we aren't really talking about things. <laughs> but just on a side note as well, very quickly, and I don't want a discussion around this. I saw this week they'd released the wage budgets for Premier League sides. Oh, yeah. And the lowest two wage budgets were Brentford. Yeah. Brighton. Yeah. I'm not I'm not having the Brightons as one of the lowest two. That's that bullshit. What? It's I'm I'm not having I don't I don't they, they may they may be the lowest they, they may pay the lowest as a standard, but I'm not having that they just they, they they've just Given Casido a new contract that's massive, so. maybe it was before that. Yeah, but, yeah, but I can get it because those two, the two owners, are basically sat there with a with a laptop and an Excel document and basically signing players like that. Yeah. So and it goes to show that Vale can aim for the championship and go in the championship because you don't need to be the highest budget as long as you spend it well and on the right players. It's about doing that. Like it's, you need to have money, and in order to be successful now, you also need to have money and spend it well. Like you can get away, and you can hit above your hit above what you're supposed to. Like like we should be able to do, and then Brighton are doing. But you still need to be the Premier League. You still need to have five hundred million in. in Got spending. it in front of me. Got the figures in front of me. So oh. the highest is Man United at two hundred and twenty-two. No surprise. That's million two hundred twenty-two million. Brentford are the lowest on fifteen point two million wage budget. I got it wrong. Brighton weren't second lowest. Leeds were on seventeen point three. Then it was Brighton third lowest at twenty-eight point three. Where's this coming from? What's the data from? Planetfootball.com. 
that reputable source of uh... via F brief with creative copology or someone. So yeah, but it shows that so you've got Brentford, Brighton, Forest to fourth, Lewis, then Bournemouth, Southampton. But yeah, there you go. I thought that was linking then to us and if we do well with the model we've got and spend the budget well, there's no reason we can't compete. No, there's never there's never a reason why we can't, is there? So well um we'll we'll, we'll just have to see, won't we, going forward. I think yeah. the, the big thing is. But back to Moving Saturday. on to Cambridge. Yeah, moving back on to Cambridge. and um, that that's all all come about because obviously you you reasonably decided that Sammy Robinson was being dropped. Mm. Um well, yeah. So your one change then Bez is Sammy out, Forrester in if fit. Yeah. Stu, would you, would you stick with the eleven, or you can go with Bez? Well, I, think, I think I think I would. That would be my only change as well, just because I think the side. Have we got anybody to come in from Albanian? That would probably be my. He did have a good game last Saturday, to be fair. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him this time, but I think that's somebody we move on from in the summer anyway. But the, I think. You have a look at this. We have to just Aiden Stone's playing well. You've got Smith, Donnelly, and you're gonna have Forrest at the back if you if you can. Harrison Harrison would stay up front for me, but I think James Wilson's got to be pushing on and trying to get back in this side now. So maybe it's maybe we take it lightly with him till the end of the season. But yeah, they're they're my yeah. They would be my two things that I'd have a look at. I just want to see Wilson play because I think he's still one of our best players. Fair enough. I I, I can't agree that Matty Taylor gets dropped. I think I think exactly. The last, yeah, the last, the last two or three games for me, we've seen that we've looked weaker once Taylor and Harrison go off. So it'd be interesting how you fit Willow in as well. But I do think Willow needs to needs more game time in the next two games because he's going to have to play this season. Well, it's like that you shut him down for the season, don't you? Or you, well, you've been coming off the bench just, just building up and then uh, let him have a proper summer. Yeah, he's, he's going to have to play against Oxford though, so... Oh yeah, possibly, yeah. I, I think I think he's, go, he's, going to, he's going to have to build his minutes up for, for then. So, that's going to be an interesting one. I would, would bring Garrity back in, but I'm torn about who for because I think it'd be really harsh on Conlon. I thought Conlon had a really good game, but can't drop either of the other two. I would say to be harsh on the other two. Yeah. Being a feeling okay, Johnny. It's going to be be strong on Conlon, aren't it? Yeah. Look, I've always said, like, it's nothing against him. It's just as as a footballer this season, it hasn't hasn't worked for him, has it? No. No, if he plays like as a player, there, I do. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. But I think if he plays how he played Saturday, then yeah. Ben's going to find it difficult get in. I, but on the flip side, Ben's got more than enough money in the bank to to demand a place right back in that eleven for me. Yeah. So but Ben's played well. He just hasn't added the goals this season that he had last year, has he? Like he hasn't been. Coming in at the coming in at the edge of the box and, and finding his spot as he it's harder. He stepped up a level. I think he is. I think he's he, he'll find his his way at this level. But yeah, I think yeah, 
just haven't quite seen that much from him in terms of the goals, have we? No, Andy has been played. He played. He was played deeper for most of the season. It's only been yeah. the last few games that he's been pushed forward. So I do. I like him. I think he's a good player, and like every club needs somebody like Ben Garrity playing for him. But uh, we just, yeah, we just have to like find a way to do what he's good at, which is arriving late into the box and being a, being an attacking threat. Yeah, boy, I'll say so. I, I'd, I'd get Ben back in. It, it's probably going to be for Conlon, and I'd, like I said, I did feel harsh on him. Um, but yeah, I, I just I feel we're such such a stronger team with Garrity in. Um, and yeah, okay. So scores on the doors brought to you by AVTimings.com. Bez, I'm going to go to you first. Goal scorer in time of of said goal. This break is brought to you by Adobe Photoshop. Here's a fun fact. Every day, millions of people around the world use Photoshop to create all kinds of cool stuff. Designs for t-shirts and posters, graphics to promote brands and businesses, images for social and websites. Anyone can do it. And to the guy who put a bulldog's head on a parakeet's body, you, sir, are a genius. Get started for free today. Click or tap the banner to head over to Photoshop.com. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So order make delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.